Dr. Isaac, dial zero. The Brent Community Healthcare System presents Hospital Insider, the podcast. Your host is Gary Chalk, the retired director of public affairs for the Brandt Community Healthcare System, a newspaper columnist, and former radio broadcaster. The podcast features conversations with members of the medical staff, the caregivers, volunteers, the leadership team, and donors of the Brantford General Hospital and the Willett Hospital in Paris. Listening to Hospital Insider, the podcast, will inform and educate you about hospital care. So please share this podcast with your family and friends and encourage them to subscribe as well. Remember, if it has to do with hospital care in Brantford, Paris, and throughout Brant County, we will talk about it on Hospital Insider, the podcast. Welcome, everybody. This is Hospital Insider, the podcast. I'm Gary Chalk. We have two guests in the studio today, Lisa Keith and Melissa Casimiri. Welcome. Thank you for coming and breaking away from the hospital. Good to have you here. We often hear from patients or frequently from visitors to the hospital. They say, boy, the nursing was great, but they sure were run off their feet. You hear that, I think, at every hospital, it seems. You know, if only they could hire or would hire some more nurses. I guess if it was only that easy, if you could just sprinkle some magic dust and instantly we have more nurses. There were some stats you provided me. Statistics Canada said the jobless rate among nurses this past year across Canada averaged 0.9%. The Canadian Institute of Health Information determined the average age of a registered nurse in Ontario is 45. And with our aging society, baby boomers, people like me getting ready to start to come for cataracts and knee replacements or whatever, it means that the opportunities for nurses are certainly not going to be decreasing over the, the coming years. So what it really means is the hospitals need to bring their A game to attract nurses in sufficient numbers to make sure that when a person arrives at the hospital, the nursing care is going to be them, available for them. So, Lisa Keefe is with us, as I said. Lisa is the manager of human resources, the Brant Community Healthcare System. Melissa Casimiri is the senior recruitment and retention specialist. Lisa, tell me first, how did you end up here in Brantford when you were starting out in Prince Edward Island and I knew you were way up north in Canada? What was your route that got you here? Well, Gary, it's been a really interesting journey, and I'm so glad that we've landed here. I'm currently living in Paris, and we came to Paris because my husband is a teacher. He got a job in Cambridge. We had moved back from Nunavut recently, and we were looking for a town that could provide us with an opportunity to have a family, to have some space. We love to canoe and raft and be outdoors, and this was just the place for us. And so uh, my husband was hired in Cambridge, and then I started working at the Brantford Hospital, and it was the perfect location. Good stuff. Now, how did you end up in pursuing a career in human resources? Hmm. After I'd gone to university, I often thought about what I wanted to do. I knew that it was really important to me to be in a field where I felt that I was able to work towards a common goal and to try to make uh, my community a better place. Healthcare was a natural fit, and human resources really fits my personality. I really try to kind of always be looking out, trying to make sure that everybody is being treated in an equitable way, and that we can all work in a place where we feel that we're meeting our best goals. Your uh, CV says that you are a certified human resource practitioner. What's that mean? Uh, the Human Resources Association of Ontario actually has designations which you can work towards, um, and that's a combination based on years of experience working in the field as well as education. Also in the studio is Melissa Casimiri, Senior Recruitment Retention Specialist. Same question for you. How did you end up in human resources? 
Um, I ended up in human resources because, again, like Lisa, it was something that I knew I wanted to work with people. Um, I started out with a background in um, history. I have a master's in history from McMaster University, and um, I love history, um, but I also love interacting with people. And so I Life quickly, people. <laughs> real people, yeah. So I quickly learned that that uh, career wasn't uh, wasn't really for me. Although I really fell in love with sort of post-war industrial history, that was where my passion was, and so it lent itself well to human resources. I started learning more about that, and I realized that that was kind of where I wanted to be. And um, and then furthermore. Uh, I found myself in recruitment. Uh, I really feel like recruitment is the best part of human resources, so I'm, I'm happy to be in this profession. So as a recruitment and retention specialist at the Brant Community Healthcare System, what's your job involve? Uh, it involves a lot of things. So it's it involves full cycle recruitment, absolutely. So I still maintain a portfolio where I'm working alongside uh, clinical managers, helping them find staff for their units. Um, so that involves interviewing and reference checking and all of that great stuff. Um, but over the last couple of years, my role has sort of evolved into, uh, for one thing, I, I chair our recognition committee at the hospital, um, which I'm very proud of. And um, it involves a lot of um, just really liaising with universities trying to find pipelines and funnels for uh, leads for, for re whether it's students or, or new hires um, and uh, making sure that we're active with all of our job fairs, uh, making sure that uh, our social media presence uh, in terms of recruitment is appropriate and that we're constant in that regard and so a, a lot of different things. You're busy. Yeah. Good. Let's uh, begin with the big picture and work our way, way down. Over to you, Lisa. Brant Community Healthcare System, two hospitals, Brantford General and Willett. Overall, how many employees, ballpark? Currently, we're sitting at about 1,400 employees. How many nurses? We're around 550 nurses. Around throughout. 500. So a good portion of the, of the overall employees are, are registered nurses. Absolutely. They're our largest employee group. Interesting. Who would be number two? I'm going to hit you here with a question you may not know the answer to. Hmm. I think our second largest group is our environmental service aides who are actually doing the cleaning of our facilities. Important group of people. Definitely. When you think of the combination between nursing care and making sure you have a good environment in which to, to, uh, to receive your care and to work. We're talking about uh, retention and recruitment of nurses because of, I don't want to call it a nursing shortage, but it's certainly a, a field where if you're a nurse, you can probably pretty well... Uh, name your ticket of where you want to work when openings come up. So Lisa, what, what are the requirements that as an employer you're looking for in, in recruiting nurses? It's so varied. We're so fortunate at our hospital that we have a wide variety of areas. So there is some nuances based on where people want to work. But generally as a nurse, what's most important is um, I would say what's typically known as the soft skills, so how people interact with patients. We know historically through our feedback as well as literature that what patients really remember is often not necessarily the care that they received, but how they were made to feel receiving that care. So that's critical for us. Um, also the ability to be critically thinking. As we know, our environment and our healthcare is always changing, and so staff need to be able to identify what's happening with their patient and then maybe be able to make the next appropriate steps. And of course, you want to make sure that your staff are fully up to date and have all of the skills that they need to do the job. We often hear that uh, nurses are the patient's advocate. Yes, they what, are. What, what does that really mean? Well, uh, the healthcare system is confusing. 
even for those of us that work in the healthcare system, uh, it's a big place and there's a lot of different departments and sometimes, although we're working towards not having a siloed environment, truly what patients need is somebody to be able to explain to them what's going on and then to help make sure that they're getting connected to the resources that they need. And sometimes that means giving your patient a voice where they might not be able to have one of their own. Melissa, I know that you just need to go onto your website and you'll see under job vacancy, it's nurse after nurse. You just keep scrolling down. Is it a competition amongst hospitals to recruit nurses? I would say so, yeah. Um, I think that we're all uh, kind of doing the same thing and, and trying to compete in the same market, uh, in particular because our nurses uh, are in a unionized um, job. Uh, it really levels out the playing field in terms of wages and things mm -hmm. like that. So uh, certainly there is a sense of sort of competition among hospitals, but um, uh, you know, at the same time, there's a lot of things that are different and unique in every single hospital, um, and we really need to play to those uh, nuances and the differences to to uh, attract nurses. You, you're telling me at uh, the outset when we first met. When you go to the home page of the website and you scroll through job opportunities, you see nurses. I think you said 50% of all the job opportunities are for nurses. Yep. That's an uh, incredible number. Yeah. Uh, registered nurses in, in particular. So if we're sitting at approximately 80 um, openings, then about 40 of those are for registered nurses currently. And this is across the province. I think so. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, Yeah. close. Absolutely. I mean, everybody wants more nurses. Yeah. So if you have a, a child or a grandchild, push them towards nursing. That's that's where they need to be. <laughs> or a cousin. That's right. Or an aunt. Take anybody. Or an uncle or a son. <laughs> anybody. <laughs> In such a competitive environment, and you mentioned, you know, some of the things are consistent. So now it's other areas that, that perhaps you get to push, push the uh, flag up the pole and promote. What are some of those areas that you would promote here in Brantford in order to attract a nurse to come here? Um, well, I mean, in my opinion, I think Brant Community Healthcare System is an amazing place to work if you want to be a nurse, uh, an RN or an RPN. Um, it's a small, smaller hospital. I mean, we're um, the phrase that you constantly see on our website or um, that people uh, talk about is that we're uh, small enough to to know each other, uh, but big enough to kind of get stuff done. And um, and so I think that. Um, it's a great place for nurses to start their career. So it is an amazing place for a nurse to really hone their skills um, and to be that person, that advocate for that patient right. and to really get a sense of uh, the full picture within that healthcare system. So they're not doing just these few skills, they're really doing a lot. And so they're learning a lot. It's a great place to, uh, for a younger nurse to, to, to start and build their career. There is some sort of a relationship, Lisa, I believe, with Nipissing University and the mm -hmm. brink. What is that? How's that structured? So we're always looking towards having uh, partners, not just with Nipissing, but with other organizations as well, so that we can uh, encourage nurses, students, to come and to do placements with us. And then uh, Melissa works very closely with those students so that we can hopefully put our best foot forward and show what a great place we are to work. And then that we were looking to build those relationships so that those individuals, when they're done their schooling, will become staff with us as well. 
as I understand it, nurses go through uh, rotations as part of their education. They're out for a number of months in, in various hospitals, in various types of uh, nursing um, units, etc. Do you work closely with the with the um, universities to secure those rotations as well? Um, our, our team does, absolutely. So um, specifically with Nipissing, we offer a bridging program uh, for RPNs who want to pursue an RN um, license. And so um, not many hospitals do that. Brantford Community, Brant Community Healthcare System is one that, that does. So um, there's a, you know, a letter that the CEO is um, ha hands to the uh, RPN who wants to pursue that RN designation, um, and it's done through distance ed. So, um, so working closely with Nipissing is really key in that regard. Getting nurses from RPN to RN through that bridging program, um, and we're, I mean, we have affiliation agreements with uh, a lot of other um, schools as well. Obviously, McMaster, given its proximity mm -hmm. to us, we're working closely with that group. Uh, Mohawk as well, uh, Fanshawe, Conestoga. Um, just a number of schools in the area, and we're starting to branch out to other areas as well. So, um, for example, we're working through an affiliation agreement with Cambrian College, which is uh, a university slash college in Sudbury, and, and that is new for us. Um, and so, obviously, that would be with nursing students who perhaps went to Cambrian, but Cambrian is not home. Maybe Southern Ontario is home. And so, having them pursue their clinical rotations here at home with the idea of being employed with us after they're done their schooling. Lisa, the, the degree of a registered nurse now is a Bachelor of Science, a five-year degree. Is that impacting either A, the number of nurses that are graduating, or is it limiting perhaps the number of students who want to enter to become a nurse now, do you think, or is it uh, just overall enhance the profession? I think that the decision to move to the degree, so before it was, uh, you could be a registered nurse, you were grandfathered with a college diploma, and so that was a recent change that the college did. And um, I'm not sure that it's impacted the number of individuals that have continued on to pursue the degree, but what we have found is, is it makes a difference in the type of nursing that students are looking to practice. So from the perspective of if I've got five years invested in school, we see now students coming out of school that specifically want to work in critical care or emergency department because they have put in that work in their schooling. And so previously when we had college diploma nurses, we didn't really necessarily see the drive to specialize right out of school. And that's been a real change that we've seen. Leads to another question then. What are the more popular areas that these students want to work in now or nurses when they graduate? Is ER perhaps or not or... Yeah, I mean, ER is, um, it's not for everyone, right. but certainly if you're somebody who's an adrenaline junkie and that's, the place. and that's your thing, then ER is certainly the place. I mean, I don't know that there's uh, necessarily one sort of popular area, but uh, Lisa's absolutely right that uh, where five years ago, um, managers were saying there's no way I would hire a new grad into this critical care area or this emergency department area. It's too much for them. They need to go into a, a lesser acute area of the hospital. They need to, you know, kick the tires around and, and get their time management skills up and then we will bring them into this um, more specialized area. That is just not happening anymore. They are going right into those specialized areas and so, uh, and, and it's, 
quite right. There's a demand for that right out the gate from um, nursing students, or recent graduates, uh, and as well, I mean, from the perspective of sort of the labor market and where we're at, we have to be open to that as well. We have to be open to having new grad nurses in those areas and kind of working to make sure that they have the orientation and the training that they need to be successful in those areas. I have a, a nephew who lives in Baltimore who uh, is a nurse. How many guys are, are entering the nursing profession? More so? Uh, f fewer than women. Yes. Uh, but but a, a well, if you want to meet women, become a nurse. Sure, That's the yeah. word to guys. <laughs> and become a nurse at the Brantford. <laughs> yes. But are, um, do you think more and more males are entering the profession? I'm, I'm not, I think the stats are probably 70% female, 30% male in terms of the gender split. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I haven't found that there's more men. Right. It's, it still sways yeah. in favor of a, a female it profession. Does. It, it does. does. Yeah, absolutely. It's always been portrayed that way on television, uh, mm -hmm. although it's probably changing now, but uh, it's always been a, a female-dominated profession. I mean, that being said, we have some male nurses that have joined us re yes. recently, and they're wonderful, and it's a great addition to the oh, team. Yeah. And so we're really excited that, to see that. But it's not changing as quickly as one would might think. Right. Okay, so we've got the nurse, or the nurses. They've been hired. They're on site. We're trying to keep them happy. And part of recruitment is retention. You don't want to lose them. You've got time invested in there. And as we said at the outset, there's lots of opportunities either within a hospital environment or if they want to work in a clinic, a physician's office or whatever, but you want to retain them. What type of efforts are we doing there? So we're doing a lot. Uh, one of the big things that we find uh, in particular with the demographic that we're hiring uh, as of late is that uh, they're really hungry for continuing education. Uh, and so we're certainly trying to ensure that we're investing in continuing education in, in many different forms. Uh, so one thing that we have uh, had for open for the past year is our centralized education fund. And that's available to anybody in the hospital, uh, but it uh, wasn't the case uh, a year or so ago. Um, so that's been very exciting. So that's a fund that opens up on a quarterly basis. And uh, really the mandate is to try to fund as much continuing education as possible. Applicants send in their application um, and uh, it's assessed by a committee and then so as much money as possible is, is allocated out uh, to support continuing education sort of globally mm -hmm. throughout the whole hospital. Uh, specifically with nurses, though, we do do some uh, things that are uh, specific to the specialized areas of the hospital. So uh, one thing that we've had in place for a number of years now has been the critical care certificate program. Um, and so that's a program that is offered through Mohawk McMaster. Um, Institute of Applied Health Sciences. And uh, so it is a recognized certificate program for five nurses in the hospital every year to obtain fully their critical care certificate, uh, which has been an amazing um, thing to be able to offer these young nurses in terms of um, uh, they, they are hungry for continuing education, absolutely. So that's been wonderful. Uh, and recently, we've also been able to offer um, a wound care course, which is another huge aspect to nursing, and it touches so many different areas, not just specialized areas. So that is something that touches every nurse, whether you're on a complex care unit or a medical unit or an ER anywhere, right? Um, and so we've been able to offer that wound care certificate program, which is affiliated with University of Toronto. It's not directly run through 
uh, U of T, but it is affiliated with them. And uh, so we've offered that to four nurses recently. So that's been wonderful. Um, and so those are some of the things that we're doing and sort of we continue to look for other opportunities, whether it be in labor and delivery or whether it be um, uh, OR, we've been able to offer Con Ed uh, in terms of the perioperative course as well. So we continue to look for opportunities because that's uh, truly one of the drivers in terms of um, wanting to stay within the organization is that opportunity for more for continuing education. Before I retired, one of the events annually I always looked forward to was working with the uh, HR department, Nurses Week, and they used to have a special event. Just, it was almost like you wish you could either televise it or open it up to the public to hear some of the stories that, that, that involve caregivers being recognized by their peers, by physicians. Is that event still, still happening? It varies a little bit because it's a joint effort between uh, the Nurses Association and the Brant Community Healthcare System. Um, but certainly I would say the, con the constant is, is that we know that we have excellent nurses that are working for us and that every day they go above and beyond for our patients in sometimes what's difficult situations for sure. One of the other things that I think is really important because we have hired a number of external people to the organization, but looking at our orientation programs is something that we consistently are working on improving because we know that today's new employee has different expectations of what we have done in the past, as well as different ways of learning. And so we're constantly looking at how do we support people organizationally with orientation, but then what does that look like when they transition out of the classroom environment onto the floor? How can we provide some consistency there. And what would happen then if a, a nurse arrives at the BCHS, goes through a couple of days of orientation, and now they're ready to go out to the surgical unit or, or whatever, do they just go over and start working? Is there a, a peer or how does that work? Mm -hmm. They're assigned a preceptor. Okay. Um, so on each floor, what happens is, is we have standards, what we would expect the average person would need in terms of how many shifts they would work with that preceptor. Um, but then it is always assessed with the leader as well as the preceptor and the clinical clinician would help support to determine does this person need a little bit more time based on where they've come and what their experiences have been or are they ready to go and get working on their own. They also have the support of a charge nurse that's available as well if they have questions once they're out there and working. One of the uh, reasons we're doing this podcast is coming soon. There is a, uh, an event, a recruitment event, and Melissa, perhaps you can tell us the nuts and the bolts of what it's about. Uh, so a strategy that started in uh, January, we had our first uh, on-site job fair for the year. Um, so the strategy is simply that uh, we want to ensure that we're having frequent and uh, ongoing on-site uh, career fairs throughout the throughout the year uh, within the hospital. Um, and so, I mean, a couple years ago, I, this this stands out to me because uh, I never forgot it. Uh, a couple years ago, I was chatting with someone that we had hired, and I was so excited that we had hired this person. And um, and she said, "It's like this place is like Fort Knox to get into." And I thought, <laughs> "Oh, <laughs> is that <laughs> good know? or bad?" <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad. That is a bad thing to a recruiter for sure. We do not want to be Fort Knox. Um, so that really kind of rings in my ear every so often I think about that and so really the point of having consistent and ongoing job fairs is to make sure that um, whether we have spoken to you in the past um, whether you've applied several times and you haven't heard back or whether you're new and you're just wanting to know more about Brant Community Healthcare System you're wanting to maybe see the facility 
community, see the hospital, um, see what we're all about, meet some of the managers, uh, then the job fair is the opportunity for you. So it's uh, a job, the job fairs occur on a monthly basis. We've had one in January and one in February thus far. Um, our March one is sort of overlapping with April. So our next uh, job fair is scheduled for April 2nd. And uh, it's a smaller scale, scale job fair. It's not as many managers. Uh, so we might cater to some of the departments and sort of feature some departments rather than others. Um, but definitely it's an opportunity for anybody who's interested um, in a multitude of areas, not just nursing, but certainly there's a nursing focus in terms of some of our managers that attend, but certainly there's other managers as well. So it's open to anybody um, who is wanting to learn more about the Brant Community Healthcare System and learn about the, the particular departments that we're featuring that month. Uh, so we'll have one in April, we'll have one in May and ongoing. Whereabouts in the time? It is from 4 to 6 p.m. and it's at the uh, Brantford General Hospital location. So obviously we have two locations, but it'll be at the Brantford General mm -hmm. in our cafeteria. Okay. Yeah. So if they hit the front door, they'll be escorted or certainly given the directions to get to the cafeteria. It's pretty pretty straightforward. A, a lovely volunteer at the information desk will certainly let them know where uh, the cafeteria is or there'll be signage. Exactly. Absolutely. And the great thing about the job fair, from my perspective, is um, being a person that's done large-scale job fairs for many, many years, it's a really nice, non-threatening way to just come out and see what we're all about. Oftentimes, the nurses that we're trying to recruit are working elsewhere as well. And so they've been with the same organization. They're very comfortable. And we know that when people consider making a move, that's a big deal. And so having an opportunity for you to just kind of come out, meet mm -hmm. some folks, take a look around, it makes it a little bit more easy to consider making that move. And that's really what our goal is. Non-threatening environment. Yeah. And uh, that's nice. Working in human resources in a hospital with areas of high acuity, a lot of stress, the patient load doesn't stop, there are 24-7, uh, there are various viruses that go on during the course of, of your career, as we're experiencing right now. As HR professionals, you must be able to sit back after a couple of years and feel pretty good about a couple of individuals that you hired and you must feel good. It must be very rewarding. Absolutely, it is. I, I'm sure it's rewarding in an HR working at a manufacturing facility, but somehow with such a, a caring attitude, it's a real touch business in, in healthcare. It's amazing. It's amazing watching um, staff who you just sort of uh, called out of the blue or whatever it happens to be, and then watching them love their job, love the people they work with. I've seen people, um, like I've seen love connections happen. I've yep. seen people, uh, so it's it's just amazing to see them kind of make a home and, and make a life around a job that you offered them. From my years of working at the hospital, I, I could never be a nurse or a doctor, but maybe I'll come back sometime as a person in HR, not knowing whether I could do that job, but I think there's gotta be a lot of sense of satisfaction people that you meet and knowing that you're contributing to the health care of everybody in the community to sort of bring it back around to where you started and why you want to come here. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. It's a very special feeling. Time is our enemy. So as we conclude this uh, episode of Hospital Insider, the podcast, we do so with our customary round of this and that. I have some questions. They are not aware of what they are and we'll see how, uh, how quickly they respond to these. First one's easy. Melissa, Tim Hortons or Starbucks? Tim Hortons. Lisa. BCHS Foundation. That's right. Lisa? Would it be the same, Hortons or oh, Starbucks? Tim Hortons, absolutely. Okay, that's yeah. good. I think you're both mothers, Yes. right? What is it, Lisa, that your child likes to do to irritate you? 
fight me about wearing snow pants. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa? Uh, fight me about wearing any pants. Oh, is that right? <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Comes time for vacation. Do you prefer summer or winter? Melissa? Uh, I like summer. Summertime, any special place you'd like to go? Uh, we just uh, purchased a cottage up north, so that's very exciting. So it'll be, we'll be going north. Good stuff. Lisa? Uh, same. Uh, I'm a summer girl, and for sure I love to try to get back home to PEI, and we also have a cottage up north, so we spend as much time as we can on the water. I was only in Prince Edward Island once, but it was summertime. It was beautiful. And I remember the cow's ice cream um, <laughs> yeah. downtown uh, yep. uh, where we were. Cavendish? Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, next question. Would you head out for a movie, or would you stay home and binge-watch binge Netflix? Uh, I'm, I'm going out. You're going out? I'm going out. Lisa. I'm staying home. You're mm -hmm. staying home. Any any particular series you're you're currently watching? Oh, right now I'm watching Working Moms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you weren't in human resources, what would you be doing? Would you be back in something from your history degree or would you be a barista somewhere? And what would you do? If I could if I could pick any job? Yes. I've never seen a microphone I didn't like. So <laughs> figure out a way to incorporate that. Good stuff. Sing? Not sing. No? No. Okay. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Don't make me do that. <laughs> Lisa, what would you do if it wasn't human resources? Well, my dream job, I, I do love to travel, and so I would love to be a travel writer. Interesting. Thanks for coming around. This has been a great interview. We appreciate all that you do, and... Uh, this event coming up once again is on the 2nd of April. Yep. It's at the uh, Brantford General Campus at the BCHS, and the time again was? Uh, from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. 4 till 6 p.m. Yep. Just hit the front door, and a friendly volunteer will make yep. sure you find your way to the cafeteria. There will be managers and various people from the hospital to uh, talk to you about potentially a career Absolutely. with the Brant Community Healthcare System in nursing. So this concludes another episode of Hospital Insider, the podcast. The guests in the studio today, Lisa Keith, Manager of Human Resources, and Melissa Casimari, Recruitment and Retention Specialist with the Brant Community Healthcare System. Thanks for joining me, and good luck recruiting nurses. We need them. Please join me two weeks' time from now, another episode of Hospital Insider, the podcast. In the meantime, stay well so you can do good. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Hospital Insider, the podcast, a presentation of the Brandt Community Healthcare System. Hospital Insider, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting forum. Please press subscribe, and you will always be up to date with Hospital Insider, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please pass it along to your friends. Encourage them to subscribe as well. It's appreciated. In two weeks, we'll return with a new episode of Hospital Insider, the podcast with Gary Chalk. Thank you for listening. I'm Sandy Bishop.